Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. on his CUDA. Already dialing. Find out where he's headed. He's headed somewhere. Find out where. Nash, talking to Simplet's housekeeper. He's got a place up in Novato near Marin County. He's headed towards Marin. She says he commutes by helicopter. Where's he keeping? Off Delancey Street near South Park. Warmwater Cove. He's headed east. Okay, I got it. Tell me first and then make the turn, okay? All right, sorry, Bubba. Barb, call the Hilo boys. Tell them to have the SFPD chopper standing by. We might need it. Yeah. We've got a chopper at Warm Water Cove. Okay, the, this time of day, the fast way to get there is straight down there to third. We're on our way. Think we can catch him? He's got limited choices on how he's going to get there, especially if we cut off his options. This was the plan. First, get a patrol unit with tire spikes to the intersection of 26 and Illinois. Uh, 5 George 31, we're in pursuit of the suspect. We need a patrol unit with tire spikes at the intersection of 26 and Illinois. Still got that cart from Sutcliffe? Yeah. Never throw away anything, except for old hairbrushes. Let me see the number. Uh, what one I dial left All right, all right, dial. Baby, you're about at the end of your road, aren't you? You think you can catch me? Oh, I think I can. Go to hell. Give me the radio. Five George 31. This is Five George 31. Get units to intersections, to all the intersections between 26th and 22nd. And deploy those tire spikes now.
I'll get out of this. Just watch. Peabody and Sherman here. Set the Wayback Machine. We enter the Wayback and we're immediately hurtled back through time and space. Hi, this is Shirley Cha-Cha Muldowney and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. We're on your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can hear us live in your studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreetMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, don't forget to check out NostalgicRadioAndCars.com. Good evening, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Well, uh, uh, no. We're 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 stashed away and in, in, in a bunker, and we're using this brand new Shure fifty five Super fifty five mic. So how's yeah. it sound down there in uh, Radio Land? Well, I'd say it sounds super. It sounds super, <laughs> super. duper. Okay. Well, great. Hey guys, we got a real uh, busy show for you tonight. Uh, we got two guests, not one, but two, two guests, and we're gonna be talking about some of the upcoming uh, racing events. And both of them are next weekend. So, but let me just give you a rundown of what's going on here. You got the Amelia Island Collector Car Week taking place also next weekend. You've got uh, our good friends over there at RM Auction. They've got a uh, pretty cool selection of cars. Gooding's got a really cool selection of cars. And Bonhams has a really cool selection of cars. And then, of course, the Porsche Works Reunion, where yours truly will be working and hanging out with our good friends from Fastlane Travel. If you want to get your Porsche over to Germany, if you want to take a Porsche driving tour, check out FastlaneTravel.com. And don't forget to uh, check out the NMRA, National Mustang Racing Association, event next week. That's at Orlando Speed World. we got the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. That's also next weekend. And we have the 12-hour Sebring coming up here pretty soon in uh, in three weeks, four weeks, something like that, around the 18th of March. And then there's the Palm event in uh, downtown. So anyway, uh, Bobby, why don't you go ahead and give our guest a call here in a second while I'm blabbing a few minutes here. He is ready and waiting here on the line. He- He's ready and waiting. Okay, well, I'm delighted to welcome to the show tonight uh, one of the uh, public relations guys for the NMRA, and uh, he's got his own little YouTube channel. We're going to talk about that, too. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Evan Smith. Evan, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. How are you? So Evan's in Tampa, and uh, he's from Jersey. He used to race at Englishtown, and he's got a whole bag of tricks for us. So, uh, Evan, give us a little background on yourself real quick, and then we'll talk about the NMRA next weekend. Sure thing. So I grew up in uh, central New Jersey. Uh, around English Town, uh, got a taste of drag racing at a young age, worked at the track, did a bunch of jobs, and uh, got a degree in English, ended up working for uh, CSK Publishing, which published 
a bunch of car magazines out of New Jersey ended up uh, being absorbed by some of the West Coast magazines and worked with the Hot Rod staff, worked on a bunch of Super Chevy and a bunch of different titles that are probably familiar to a lot of your listeners. Also did some uh, drag racing myself, competed in NHRA competition for many years, and still do. I, uh, I run with a team out of New Jersey, uh, Bon Giovanni Racing. I still drive some new Cobra Jets for those guys. And uh, I also do a lot of writing and photography with Ford, and I handle the web stuff for the NMRA and the NMCA, which is uh, National Mustang Racers Association and the National Muscle Car uh, association. Wow, you're a busy guy. Now, wait a minute. You also told me that you did some test driving for Ford Motor Company. Tell us about some of that. Give us some stories. Okay, no problem. So, uh, in 2008, Ford came back with the Cobra Jet Mustang. Yep. And uh, in good fashion, they decided to build a drag car, which was really neat. And they got a hold of myself and another drag racer named Jimmy Ronzello, who's a big Ford drag racing guy. And uh, they did a lot of engineering work, and Jimmy and I did a lot of the test driving over the years. So we served as test drivers on the Cobra Jet program for many years, doing all kinds of development work. And then I've also done some development work driving on the drag strip, helping Ford uh, work out launch control systems on the Shelby GT350 and the GT500. Interesting. So launch control... Now, is this on the S197 cars, or is this the later cars? Uh, this started on the S197. Uh, launch control, I think, was first available on the 2013 GT500. So we we used uh, earlier cars, and they kind of mimicked or data-logged a lot of my driving and built a launch control system around that. And then we did the same thing with the GT350. And I also helped out with the current GT500, which is like a mid-10-second, 130-plus-mile-an-hour car on stock tires, which is pretty neat. Whoa. All right, so launch control, uh, I, wanna, I want you to explain it to our listeners. Is that kind of like the old-school stutter box out of the 80s and not 90s? really. Not really. Modern launch control, um, you can select a launch RPM. Uh, the cars all have line locks from the factory, or you can do an old school, just grab the brake line lock burnout. Then you stage, and then you would have your foot on the clutch, foot to the floor on the throttle. Release on the older S197 cars, you would release the clutch, release the clutch smoothly, and hold your foot to the floor. And depending on the amount of traction that's available, if, like if you're at a drag strip with really good traction. It will pretty much give you full power. If it senses that the car is going to spin, or if it senses a certain amount of wheel spin, because it will let it spin a little bit, it will roll the electronic throttle back, reduce timing, apply a little brake. So it doesn't really stutter the engine. It just kind of kills power until you regain um, control of, of the wheel spin. And then, away, and then away you go. And then with the current car which has a DCT transmission, so there's a mechanical clutch but only a brake pedal in the car. The computer controls the clutch pedal, and it does everything for you. You just hold the brake, floor the gas, and when you let go, it pretty much gives you full power, and if it decides that it's going to spin a little bit, 
it kind of does the same thing to control wheel spin. So it's almost like an ABS for acceleration. That's a better way to, to describe it, correct. Okay, interesting. So is that a real popular option on cars? It is on the Ford Mustang. I mean, like BMW, certain BMWs, Porsches, the Camaro and the Corvette, the Dodge, they all pretty much have launch control these days. Some some form of launch control and, uh, uh, like, driver assist for maximum acceleration. Okay. Interesting. How about handling and stuff like that? Because you, you said you did a little road racing, too? Yeah, I've been very fortunate uh, in my jobs at the magazine to have been uh have had access to a lot of companies like roush and kenny brown performance and Theta out of florida who who do a lot of handling stuff so i've I've been given a lot of instruction over the years and had a lot of track time and competed a few races o- over time at daytona and some some other tracks across the country okay now, you got a couple of interesting cars in your own stable. One that we talked about earlier, which I think is really cool, is the Mercury Wagon. Tell us about the Mercury Wagon. Ha. I know you, you're enamored with that wagon. So, I uh, am. A friend I, of mine, I love wagons. <laughs> I'm a long a roof friend guy, of mine who's a, call it. Oh, yeah. I love the long roofs, man. I, a friend of mine who's actually a Mopar guy found this car in 2014. It's a 71 Mercury Montego MX. It's, it's that... Um, that lime, not lime green, but like a mint green. And uh, it was in really good shape. And somebody kind of gave it a little bit of a cyclone NASCAR look. It's got Magnum 500s on it. And it, it was it was uh, converted over to a four-speed, which is really the only reason I ended up buying the car. And one of those deals where I told him, hey, man, if you ever sell this thing, I want it. So uh, last year he told me he was going to sell it. He was up in Michigan, and a friend of mine who I do a lot of work with, my buddy Abe, I was like, you want to buy this thing? And he was like, sure. So we ended up buying the car, and it's been it's awesome. We take it to a lot of the lo- like uh, Quaker Steak and Lube and a lot of the different local shows. We cruise around with it, and people, people really, they really love it. You see a lot of Torino wagons from like 68, 72, but you never see a cyclone. It's not really a cyclone, a Montego wagon. It looks like a cyclone. But I can't find another Mercury 71 or 70 station wagon anywhere um, in that in the mid intermediate size. You see the full size ones a little bit, but I can't find another uh, Montego MX wagon anywhere. Now, did you put the? Is it got the cyclone hood and the cyclone dash in it too? It's got like a. It has a cyclone dash and console and bucket and a Hearst T handle, and it. Like somebody took the inboard headlights and made them like a screen, like a road race car would have. It's got the '71 um, front spoiler on it, and it has like a, um, I guess like a Cougar hood scoop on it. Oh, okay, like an It doesn't have the. It doesn't have because '71 would have had the, the Cyclone hood had the built-in scoop. Right. That kind of like uh, like an almost like a NACA duck. Yeah. Those are really hard to find. This has just more like a bolt-on um, Cougar. Eliminator really, hood scoop. It's got the Eliminator-type hood scoop. Yeah, it's not as big as the Boss 9 hood scoop, but similar look. Well, that's still a good-looking car. Still good-looking scoop, though. Yeah, it's wow. pretty neat. It's got a roof rack on it, and it's got the dual-action tailgate, the rear-facing rear seat, 
Magnum 500, the dual exhaust. It's a pretty neat car. And it's got a Cleveland in it, you said? It's got a 351 Cleveland two-barrel that somebody put a four-barrel on. And it made, uh, I think it made 220 or 30 rear-wheel horsepower. We tuned it up at, at uh, my buddy's shop, Dennis Ramsey, in uh, Lutz. We tuned oh, it on okay. his chassis dyno. Cool, cool. He's, well, I guess we're going to talk about guy. the NM. We better ought to talk about the NMRA a little bit. So tell us a little bit about the NMRA, uh, the National Mustang Racing Association, and what's going on here next weekend. So uh, our listeners can go run out there and buy tickets. Yeah, sure. So the 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 NMRA has been around for 25 years. It's an all Ford, despite the Mustang name. It's an all Ford race series. So Ford body, Bomoco uh, engine. Ford body, so any Mercury, Lincoln, you can run anything that's Ford body, Ford powered. We have a ton of drag racing classes from basic bracket stuff all the way up to some of our more unique heads-up Mustang classes. Um, we have a class called True Street for street legal cars where it's more of an entry-level fun class. You can come out, you do a 30-mile road tour, you make three runs on your car. You're not allowed to, to tune the car uh, once you get back to the drag strip or before you leave for the road tour. So you got to kind of race the car the way that you would drive it on the street. That's a fun class. And this event, we're having a Fox body reunion. We have an all female true street event. So within that true street class, there's going to be an all female portion of it. We've got a big drifting thing with Vaughn getting coming down. Famous drift guy. He's bringing his posse of drifters down for, an exhibition. We have the Big Kahuna Monster Truck. It's going to be a, a wild show. Swap meet like you've never seen for all Ford. Big manufacturers midway, and then just incredible wheels up, crazy drag racing. And this that's uh, March second through fifth at Orlando Speed World. And you can check out uh, nmradigital.com, and there's a link where you can buy tickets. You can get them at the gate though. I think it's only twenty bucks to get in. 12 and under is free. We make a real uh, family and fan-friendly uh, deal for everybody. Well, that sounds good. That sounds excellent. Um, on the, uh, the the track there, um, you've been to other tracks around, because the NMRA used to be at DeSoto down in Bradenton there. And Correct. I think this is your first year up here, right? It is. We moved the, we moved the event, a little different facility that allows for drifting and and they had the circle track there so we have a big australian style burnout contest and um it's australia, got a living australian style burnout contest what's that that is just like where you can like um we've seen burnout contests where the car stands still and you just do a burnout right this is like where you can drive the car and you're whipping it around and you're screaming the engine and burning tires and doing donuts. Just basically like going crazy until you like blow your tires or the crowd goes nuts or until you want to stop making smoke. <laughs> well, now that's not drifting though. So the drifting thing's something different. Completely different, right? That's going to be a drift exhibition by Vaughn Gittin, who sponsored by Ford and Nitto, uh, big time championship um, drift driver. And he's got his crew coming down. I think Adam LZ and Chelsea Denofa might be coming and joining them. Those are those pretty big names in the drift world. I'm more of a drag racing guy, but we, we, we pride ourselves at the NMRA on having a little bit of something for everybody. 
And the cool thing is that the, the one ticket price gets you to every part of the event. You can walk through the pits, the swap meet, get right up close to the drag strip, the, 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 uh, the drift exhibition, the monster truck. We're doing all kinds of neat stuff with that, too. And I think it's the debut of uh, the Big Kahuna. And I'd have to go back and look at my notes. Big Bigfoot will be there. Like, it's going to be just, if you're into Fords, it's the place to be that weekend. No doubt about it. Go back to um, some of the other tracks. Now, you do, how many events do you guys do a year? So I think we do a total of nine events between the two series. And we have three combined events where the NMRA and NMCA run at the same track the same weekend. And we have a couple actually inter-sanctioning body battles at some of the events where some of the classes cross over and they, they race each other. So it was a little Ford versus the world kind of oh, vibe, which is always pretty fun. So in, 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 uh, the NMRA is based out of California, correct? Yes, the, the parent company, which is Pro Media, is based out of California. But ironically, all of the events are east of Mississippi. So that, like, two weeks after, the NMCA will be at Orlando. And then we move to different tracks uh, throughout, throughout the East Coast, kind of, or the, or the Midwest. Why is that? Why is that? Just seems to be, over the years, you know, the, the NMRA is in its 25th year. And they've yeah. experimented in different markets with the, and with X amount of events. And that just seems to be the sweet spot right now with, the, the, you know, the economy and where the bulk of our racers come from. We try to service. And we're always looking to, you know, we've been in the Northeast. We've raced at ATCO, at Maple Grove Raceway, um, obviously Bradenton over the years. So they, they try new tracks. They move it around and, and basically just try to hit the most populated areas with uh, in terms of our our current customers and where they think the new customers will be. Okay. So the drifting and the Australian burnout are kind of like two new attractions. So that wouldn't work down in Bradenton. So because Orlando Speed World out there in Bithlow is way bigger and a lot more real estate out there, that's probably why you went to that event. And it's centrally located, really. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, does, it does make a little more sense if you're coming because we have a lot of people who travel to our events from all over the country. We have... One team that comes from uh, um, New Mexico, from Albuquerque, and they come to almost all the events. Texas, we get a lot of people from the Michigan area coming down. Uh, Ohio, so it's 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 not just the locals. Even though you would think it's, you know we're not the NHRA, but we do get a, a big traveling crowd that comes from all over the place. We have a lot of support from. Um, General Motors and Ford and uh, Dodge also, they, they all sponsor different parts within the series. So we have a, a lot of stuff at Norwalk. We go to Norwalk twice a year, Indy, Indianapolis. So we go to a lot of the bigger, well-known tracks. Where's the largest turnout? Oh, boy. On the, I believe the, the, on the NMCA side, the Indy race, which is the finale, is huge for us. And the Bowling Green, which is our finals on the NMRA side, is probably our biggest. That Holly's involved in that, and it is just a massive event. That's the other event where we do drifting, and we have um, Cletus has come out to that event. We've done, you know, his deal at the circle track there. We have, a, I think, five or 600 cars end up in the car show, maybe more. 
We have an off-road track at that event. So that, that's a real big one for us. The, the um, Orlando one will be huge, too, because the Brayton one has always been a very good event for us, so we're anticipating a wonderful event in Orlando with those guys at Speed World. There's probably going to be a car show there, too, as well, because I think in the, besides we the do sport, it, yep. music. Okay. We do, we do it. So we're doing a Fox Body reunion because the Fox Body Mustang thing is just out of control right now. So we, we came up with a neat idea at two of our events this year at um, the opener here in Orlando and in Norwalk, Ohio. We're going to do big Fox Body um, reunions. So bringing out the old Fox Bodies, whether you're restoring one or resto modding one, um, we're doing that. So that's going to be fun. And we try to have a lot of specialty events that appeal to different crowds. You know, we have a special race this year for GT500s, current GT500s. So we're going to see some of the fastest new GT500s in the country battling it out on the drag strip. Are, uh, are our good friends from Tasca Ford going to be down? Carl Tasca races um, on our NMCA side. So they're going to sponsor a couple things throughout the year. They're going to be sponsoring. We're doing a Cobra Jet reunion later this year in Norwalk, Ohio, and uh-huh. Tasca is one of the sponsors of that. Um, so if, you, if you're a big fan of Tasca, they will be there two weeks later at the NMCA event in Orlando. And Carl is a great guy. He races a seven-second Cobra Jet Mustang. His nephew races the funny car on the NHRA side, but... Carl's a hoot. He's he's personable, fun to talk to. Tells great stories about the old days with his father, Bob. Uh, you know, Bob, Bob Senior, who created the Cobra Jet. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, out of all the uh, what, the, as far as all the classes and stuff, what is the what class has the biggest turnout? Uh, you know, in other words, the biggest field of cars. Probably the true street class, believe it or not, because we get over 100 cars generally for that. But then, see, we also have a mix of bracket racing, index racing, and we also have heads up, you know, tree comes down, first one to the finish line, wins kind of racing. And so one of our very popular classes is called Coyote Stock. So if you're a new Mustang or Ford fan, you know what the Coyote engine is. Yep. So Ford... Performance sells what they call a sealed crate engine, which the the bolts for the intake manifold, water pump, valve covers are all sealed. You cannot get inside this engine. Oil pan, the engine and the tune comes the way it is, and every racer in the class has to use that same engine. You can use your own headers. You can use your own uh, intake elbow, pick your gearing and things like that, but all the cars are stick shifts. They rev to almost 8,000 RPM. They run... Uh, high nines in a quarter mile do huge wheelies, and it's neat because every racer in the class has exactly the same horsepower. So it's very challenging. You got to be really good on the tree. You got to be really good with your clutch and your uh, your shifting. And it's probably one of our closest competition classes. They'll get sixteen to twenty cars regularly, and the top say fifteen, sixteen guys are usually within a tenth of a second of each other. Dang. So these cars... So very close. So just kind of like uh, recap here. So basically, if you go out and buy... These these are not stock production motors, are they now? It's actually the stock production engine that comes in the 2018 Mustang. So it's a 460-horsepower engine 
but with the tune that's provided to the racers, the headers, and, um, you know, it's not turning a, an air conditioning pulley and any, anything on the front of the engine. They make roughly about 525. And they're the running nines. They sit in the car. And these guys run nines at 3,000 pounds. Dang, that's quick. Yeah. It's a really, really fun competitive class. Very good camaraderie amongst the racers. If you Google Coyote Stock, NMRA Coyote Stock, you'll see cars dragging the bumper. I've done a couple videos on my YouTube channel just on that class because it's so exciting. Then there's there's men, women, young, old. There's all different types of competitors who get involved in that. Wow. Speaking of which, you mentioned your YouTube. Tell everybody about our, your YouTube channel so they can uh, hook up with you there, follow you on uh, YouTube. Sure thing. So my YouTube is Revan Evan, R-E-V-A-N, Evan. And I also have an Instagram, which is uh, official Ford guy with a couple of underscores. So I do, you could tell I'm, I'm a little on the Ford side. Yeah. And my, my YouTube is just follow, you know, follow me through life, doing all the fun car stuff that I get to do. And if you're a fan of Muscle Mustangs and Fast Sports magazine, it's, my YouTube is kind of like the magazine come to life. So it's, one day we might be doing a dyno test on that station wagon I told you about. I did a video on the day we bought the car and showed up to pick it up to I might be at Ford doing something, driving a new Mustang that nobody's seen yet, or really anything involving just fun car stuff. This past week was uh, Tom Bailey's Sick Week event, drag racing event. We went and covered that. So we we, we did a couple of videos on, on a lot of the Ford racers who competed in that. I follow a lot of NHRA stuff, so we've done videos on uh, Thunderbolts and things like that. And then I do a lot with Ford Motor Company, so Ford has given me some exclusive stuff. We have a video um, revealing a, a car that they built with a Godzilla engine, uh, S550, where we revealed their new Ford Performance intake manifold, and that video got uh, over 480,000 views. Wow. So that, that, that Ford's very kind to me and uh, gives me some exclusives. And we go to new car launches and things like that. And it's, uh, if you're searching on YouTube, it's Revan Evan, which is kind of a play on my name, Evan. How about that? Well, Evan, we're up against the clock here real quick. i got to get another guy on the show here. We're going to talk more racing. But one more time, tell everybody about NMRA, how they can get there. And yep, how they can NMRA. Next weekend, uh, the 2nd through 5th, cruise over. You can... Go on nmradigital.com and buy some tickets, or you can buy them at the gate. 12 and under is free. Come out, say hello, find me, and uh, tell me you saw me, heard me on the radio show, and come out and have yourself a fun time, and hopefully we'll see you guys out there. Absolutely. Go ahead. Do you have any social media stuff you want to throw out there real quick so they can find you? Yeah, like, like I just said, Rev, Rev and Evan YouTube, oh. and my, my Instagram is... Uh, official Ford guy, and I'm on Facebook, so if you, you could follow my, my antics on Facebook as well. Super. Well, Evan, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Ford rules, my friend. And we'll yes, see you sir. next weekend. You got it. Thank you, Robert. You guys have a great night. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Okay, hey, uh, Rev and Evan, 
Yep, that's the guy, man. So, uh, you know, follow him on uh, Facebook and Instagram and all that other good stuff. He'll be out to the racetrack. He's usually carrying a big camera or something like that. It's close to the track. Got a big thing on him that says media. So, cool guy. So, I'm looking forward to meeting him, too, and we'll be hanging out there as well. In the meantime, I think we got another guest uh, getting ready to come on the show. How are we doing there on uh, time, Bobby? You got, oh, uh, we got, uh, we should listen to Bus Rider real quick. And, oh, yeah. Uh, then we'll, we'll bus uh, Rider and commercial real quick. Yep, One and, commercial, right? Uh, yes, and then we'll uh, we'll get our guest on. Okay, super. Hey, don't touch that dial. You'll be, uh, no, wait a minute. We will be right back. <laughs> you are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio Cars. Here's a little guess, too, because I actually saw Randy Bachman in concert over at the Sharon and the Villages over the weekend. Did an excellent performance, great storytelling, and I've always been a guess, too, and a Bachman Turner Overdrive fan. So here's a little uh, early guess, who and bus rider. Take, uh, take us away there, Bobby. Tune into Nostalgic Radio Cars, and it's time to introduce our next guest. Bobby, are we there? Yes, he is ready to go. On okay, phone. well, guess what? We have the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg next weekend, and I'm delighted to introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen, one of the co-owners, chairmans, and uh, top PR guy, I guess you would say, of that particular race, the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, Kim Green. Kim, how are you doing this evening? And welcome to Nostalgic Radio Cars. Doing great. Thank you for having me on. So you've got an interesting uh, racing background yourself. Uh, I was reading your bio here a little bit, and uh, we can talk about that in a minute. But tell us a little bit about the uh, the uh, St. Pete Grand Prix. Well, the Grand Prix is uh, not this weekend. It's the next It's next one, weekend. So it's next weekend, right. Yeah, March 
third, fourth, and fifth. Um, I tell you, it's going to be exciting. We've got uh, a great lineup. It will be the most competitive IndyCar race up to the start of the season. I think I've seen uh, in recent history with IndyCar. I mean, last year was very competitive. This year, there's 27 drivers, and who knows? Probably at least half of those drivers are capable of winning this race. And it's whoever unloads close with their race cars and can tweak it for the streets of St. Pete. Um, going to be exciting. We've also got Road to Indy, which is the, the three classes of Road to Indy, including now they call it the NXT series, which was Indy Lights. We have SRO Sports Car Racing and our faithful old NX5 guys banging and bashing on each other as well. So uh, we've got 10 races over over the three days and a lot for the fans to do. When is the uh, is it is when does everybody start setting up? Is it on Wednesday they start setting up and there's testing and tuning? Is that when that is, or is there already starting no. on Tuesday? No, first on track is on Friday morning. On Thursday afternoon, we do a couple of uh, sponsor sort of uh, controlled ride and drives where there'll be some uh, disorganized with a couple of our sponsors. We're having a couple of hours on the track with some some vehicles to give some uh, clients some rides, but the actual action starts at 8 o'clock on Friday morning, and the gates open at 7.30 on Friday morning. Friday, it will run all day uh, until about 6.30. What is happening on Thursday, which I think was was a big hit last year, we are doing a party in the park in downtown St. Pete in Straw Park, which is about a half a mile north of the racetrack, and we're going to bring almost all the race cars down put them on display for the public. And also that evening at 6 o'clock, there's a 5K race around the track uh, that is for charity, and we're raising charity, raising funds and money for PAL, which is the Police Athletic League of St. Petersburg. And we're hoping to get about 1,000 or more runners. It's been uh, absent for the, uh, since pre-COVID, so first time back since 2019. But we, we like to be able to help the local charities and, and pals certainly one of the worthwhile ones. But if you haven't seen the racetrack, come and run it. Huh, interesting. So they'll actually be jogging on the whole... Now, how long is the course? It's two miles, right? Yes. We, so we start the race um, on uh, Bayshore, about uh, just down from the Vinoy Hotel, and run the race down uh, Bayshore onto the track at Turn 9, around the racetrack, then they do a bit of a dive in and out of pit lane, back around the racetrack, coming out, back out onto Bayshore at Turn 9 and finishing the race where we started to get the uh, the 5K or 3.12 miles. So it, it gets pretty competitive. We, we have a lot of serious runners come and take that one on. Um, they probably shortcut the course more than the race cars because they can run behind some curbs with the race cars don't run behind, so uh, they probably cheat the track just a little bit, which is fine. That's racing. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so tell us, give us a rundown on the on the uh, racing venue as far as, so Friday, what's the first thing that's going to go out? Is it, there'll be testing on Friday, correct? Yeah, but I, I'm not in my office. I've been, I'm sorry, I've been at a, my daughter's and son's track meet, and so I'm actually heading home, and I don't okay. have it in front of me. I can probably actually pull it up real quick. Just hang on one sec. 
Well, anyway, while you're talking there, I'm going to tell everybody about that. Uh, basically, what they do is they set the track up, and then it's basically a closed road. Well, I don't say it's closed road horse, but basically the whole downtown St. Petersburg area around the the Bayfront area is all um, barriered with barriers, concrete barriers and stuff, all set up. So basically, you're, they're racing on the street, which is kind of interesting, you know, because normally you typically think of Indy cars, you know, on a on a regular track, someplace a sanctioned track, but these road co- these street races, these street uh, setups are actually pretty interesting too and it's cool because you can actually walk around the, tr- the whole track there and there's some really great vantage points there um, for people to to, to kind of watch the grace- races so whether it's straightaway racing whether it's you know action in the corners um, you know obviously you want to see where all the passing is chicanes are a lot of fun but uh, do you find what you're looking for there Kim? Yeah absolutely so okay. we are um, first green flag is 7.50 on Friday morning and that's MX-5 and then we'll be, uh, after that will be the uh, SRO GT America Series, um, USF Pro 2000 Series, uh, USF 2000 Series, um, MX5 again in second practice, and then so does the GT America. They're going to have actually two qualifying sessions uh, on, the, on, the, uh, on that late morning. Um, the Indy cars are on. At well, Indy Lights is on one fifty five. Was Indy Lights is now in Indy NXT one fifty five, and the Indy cars come on at three o'clock. What is great value for the fans? Anybody has a gate admission ticket for the Friday can sit in any grandstand. So we have grandstands all down the front straightaway behind the pit lane, which is the main runway by Albert Woodard Airport, and then we have grandstand seats overlooking the water in turn ten, and a grandstand seat in what we call our South Paddock overlooking Turn 1. Great view and open seating on Friday. So there's a lot of tickets in the market that um, uh, Tires Plus, for example, we have uh, Honda dealerships, Chevrolet dealerships, Firestone stores have them, and also a very cheap ticket, $25 to come out for the day. A lot of great food out there as well. So I mean, street racing is... A real test. I mean, these guys, we, we put these almost 10,000-pound concrete blocks on both sides of the street to protect the drivers a little bit, but also to protect the crowd, obviously, and then put fencing on top of that. So there's uh, four miles of concrete block going around the racetrack, and these drivers are trying to get the best out of their car, and so they will get, they will actually touch, sometimes try not to touch too hard, the blocks and uh, to maximize the speeds. We've got slow corners, fast corners, bumps. Uh, street racing is a true test, I think, of, uh, of driver skill. And the IndyCar guys obviously race the Indy 500, different aero package. Uh, the street courses like ours, which we what we call high downforce, and when I had my racing, we'd be running absolute max downforce around there. Shock absorber spring control is critical. And top speed on the straightaway there on the Albert Wooded uh, main runway is about 180 miles an hour, maybe 190. And then they're going to break to a, a pretty quick turn one and work their way back out onto the city streets. It, it's a great racetrack. It races well. There's passing opportunities into turn one, into turn four, into turn even even nine. Some guys get it done into ten um, and into the last corner, which is 13. So. It's it's a great racetrack. Who are some of the favored uh, drivers this year? Well, I, I mean the uh, you know the, In, the IndyCar, uh, for example. well IndyCar 
the defending champion of this race is Scott McLaughlin. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a Penske driver, but his teammates, um, you know, Will Powers, been very strong around the, around, around this race track. Will Powers probably had more pole positions at the St. Pete track than any driver since we've raced here. We started racing here in 2005. Joseph Newgarden is also his teammate. So they've got three drivers. And Chip Ganassi's got a strong team. Marcus Erickson, the Indy 500 winner. Uh, he's got uh, Scott Dixon. Scott Dixon, obviously, seven, I think, seven-time champion. Scott's been forever in IndyCar race. He's not won this race. And so I know that's really on his bucket list that he'd like <laughs> to win. Uh, Elio Castro-Nevis has won it two or three times. He's in the field, uh, along with Jason... Uh, 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 um, Simon Pagano, Pat Ward driving Team McLaren. Um, great young superstar driver. And then he's got a new teammate in Alexander Rossi that was with Andretti. Um, we we uh, Andretti's got four strong drivers, and uh, uh, you know I think it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be who has the best. A lot of them are testing probably this week uh, over in Sebring, which is the bumpy airport course about two months, two hours from east of St. Petersburg. And that's not a bad track to get a bit of a feel and get your car set up for the for the racing. And so I think somebody has a good test there. They'll do very, very well on our track. I mean, Colton Herder, the first race, this is a great fact, the first race we put on when we first did this race, I owned a race team with Michael Andretti, Mario Stern, and my current business partner, Kevin Savory. We had a four-car IndyCar team. We put this race on in 2005, back on the streets of St. Pete. Colton Herter's dad, Brian Herter, put his car on pole for the race. And, uh, you know, our luck, we finished one, two, three, four in the race, uh, which was great with uh, Dan Weldon winning the race. Wow. That's excellent. Um, so when, when the cars were racing back then, so, so the listeners kind of understand, these are basically sealed engines the cars are pretty much the same then the only thing you can do is just maybe setup is really about the only thing you can do correct on the cars yeah nowadays um every chassis is the same an italian chassis manufacturer delara one of the best in the world and there are two engine choices honda or chevrolet and they're regulated to a turbocharged power pretty equal uh, everybody gets the same five cent tires which are fantastic and so the, 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 the setup, the things you can change are spring rate, shock absorber settings. You can change uh, front and rear camber angles of your wheels, the front and rear toe. You can do tire pressures are very important. So adjusting the tire pressures uh, to suit the racetrack are important. Firestone brings what they call their street tire here, which is probably more of a softer compound tire. Um, handles the bumps very, very well. Completely completely different tire than we run at Indianapolis. So uh, very specific, and Firestone does a great job uh, suiting the tires to all the various racetracks. And IndyCar drivers have to be good on street courses like this one, um, the oval tracks like Indy, um, and, 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 and the, certainly at our, our road course at Mid-Ohio and our road course we put on in Portland, Oregon. So they've got road courses, street courses, uh, ovals and the super speedways and I think that's a true test of a team that wins the championship having the best all-round performance at all those all those venues 
Um, something I was going to ask you. Okay, so now we've got F1 that's come back to the United States, and I guess they're doing a couple street races, um, and I think they do Coda. So has has F1 kind of, I don't want to say overshadowed, but has it kind of helped bolster IndyCar um, uh, interest? I guess that's, am I, am I saying it kind of right? In other words, you know, because basically IndyCar's open wheel. F1's open wheel. And, you know, a lot of guys in America, you know, either road race guys, I'm kind of a road race kind of guy, and uh, and then you got NASCAR, obviously. But now with, with, with open wheel racing, obviously Indy is popular as that, and particularly now since uh, Penske kind of like took over, took the helm, so to speak, the captain. Um, and now with F1 coming over here, do you see a lot more interest in people getting involved and following uh open wheel racing, specifically uh, IndyCar? Well, I think that there's no doubt, uh, and, and it's really probably Formula One's um, made-for-TV uh, show called Netflix, which was uh, it basically follows, it, uh, it's a series about behind-the-scenes and drivers. That has captured a lot of people, I, and I, I really believe that happened during the COVID, a couple of years of COVID, where there wasn't a lot to do and you went out and about so people started watching more television and that that show launched i think in 2021 perhaps it was very successful uh i think there's been upticks well for sure there's been an uptick in indycar racing in the last two years uh nascar is also feeling pretty strong crowds uh, and audiences at the moment and certainly formula one now racing the miami race which was uh, their first one in may of last year was very successful. They've had very good crowds the last two years in Texas. So there's a lot of momentum, and racing in general seems to be, I think, on a good uptick. And uh, Formula One uh, certainly is um, has a, perhaps a bigger worldwide audience than we do with IndyCar, but our ratings for IndyCar are much higher or higher than, than Formula One in, in, in the North America. Uh, the formula, the IndyCar races are also broadcast in 200 countries, but we don't penetrate quite as far as the uh, as Formula One does. Formula One's been around for certainly a long time, and typically it's more like one race in each country. And the US is unusual to have really to have two races, and there will be a third one this year with a street race in Las Vegas. So uh, IndyCar is more competitive because. Um, Everybody can go and have basically the same race car. Formula One's a lot about who has the best car of that season. And we saw last year was Red Bull uh, won the championship. And, and it's been several years before that, Mercedes were dominating. So that one's a lot about the engine manufacturer, the chassis, and they build their own chassis. Having that combination that's magic for that year. And um, probably the number one fan, though, in the world for Formula One are the Ferrari fans, and they're amazing the way they follow their cars. But, you know, I'm a racer. I love open-wheel racing, and, uh, you know, we've been putting on this Grand Prix in St. Pete. This will be the 19th year. I've really been in, in open-wheel racing since 1983, so uh, it's a disease, and uh, once you catch it, it's hard to go and get a real job. 
<laughs> well, well said, well said. Kim, we're just about up against the clock. I got a ton of questions for you, but we'll have to do that. We'll have to get you back on the show. We'll have to do like a post-race show. And because uh, actually after I'm there and see what's going on, I got a little bit more I can talk about because I can relate to it because I was there. But one more time for our listeners, how can they find out a little bit more about this, the uh, Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg and get tickets and costs and so on? What's gpstpete.com? So gpstpete.com, a grandstand seat selling out fast, lots of GA tickets still to be had. It's a great event. Come out, see it on for Friday, and if you like what you see, then get a ticket for the weekend. Uh, if the, the weather looks great, uh, it's, a, it's, really a, it's really just act, all action three days in a row. Super. Well, Kim, I want to thank you very much for coming up here with us and hanging out here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the Grand Prix race of St. Petersburg, sponsored by, is it RP Funding? Is that who it is, the big sponsor? It, it, it's year? the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg presented by RP Funding. And oh, it's great to have RP by. Funding involved. They've been a big addition. This is their second year. Firestone's been with us since 2013. And, yeah, they're the backbone of IndyCar racing with their tires, of course. Super. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing you there again. Thank you very much. And we will uh, keep talking about the uh, Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing some of the really cool racing and a lot of the wheel-to-wheel action on a street course. Looking forward to it. See you race week. All right. Thank you very much. Hey, guys. Well, we got uh, about a minute or two left. Right, Bobby? What do we got for time left? One minute. One minute. 45 seconds. Well, I guess, I guess I could just tell everybody that uh, don't forget to check us out here every Tuesday between 7 and 8 p.m. on the Can't Talk Radio Network. Don't forget to tell your friend. All these races coming up. So, you know, this is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, the St. Pete Grand Prix, I have not been there in a number of years, so I'm really excited to go back down there. It was some really, really great action. Obviously, I'm a sports car guy, and they've got some sports car racing going on, so that should be a lot of fun. IndyCar, pretty cool stuff. I mean, the cars now really look good. And uh, so it should be a lot of fun for everybody. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll get you guys out here, some of the races. And then don't forget, we got the Speed Tour at Sebring this weekend. I'll be hanging out down there Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, so, something like that. So don't forget to check it out. That's road racing and Trans Am racing. And then, of course, you know, collect the car week next week. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City. FM 102.3. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.